right, I think we're ready to go. Um, even though I am, uh, we are just recording after our last game. We got Echo the dog. We got Ronan the dog. Rowan. Ro Rowan. Rowan the dog. We got Caitlin the player. And then we have Maggie, David, and Darcy also in the room, but they're content on reading their on their phones in one book. Good job, David. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's a D and D book too. A man after our own heart. What? That's what it was. All right, Mag or Caitlin. You're I just gonna do that the whole. No, interview. I have. This was Maggie's sheet before you, and I saved it as Caitlin's interviews because I just saved each new sheet for each person. Caitlin, I did that only the first game. Caitlin. You did it a lot the first game, though. I did it a lot the first game. <laughs> Every single time I needed to address you, I, did, I said Maggie. Well, okay, your name on Discord is Magic Jack, which starts with an M. M-A-G. M-A-G. Thank you, David. You in the back. Plus one charisma. Um, so tell us a bit about yourself. And the first question I always ask each person is, what are you drinking right now? I, I just finished three coffees <laughs> in the span of three hours uh, since just finished DMing our last session. And uh, yeah, three coffees in three hours. That's about how that goes. So just one of them had espresso in it. The first one did. So, <laughs> so just like everyone else, you're probably going to start drinking water here pretty soon. Uh, that, no. Okay, good. I'll probably switch to Mountain Dew here pretty soon. <laughs> awesome. That's how we like it. Cool. Tell us a bit about yourself in the form of some hobbies outside of Dungeons and Dragons. Um, who has hobbies outside of I sure D &D? don't. Um, no, I actually have several hobbies. Uh, I have two dogs, uh, Echo and Rowan, who are both here. Uh, they are mini Aussies, and I run agility with them. I try to. I succeed with Rowan. I do not succeed with Echo. <laughs> um, and I'm a rock climber. There you go. Paddleboard, kayak. It's currently winter, so skier. Um, yeah, do a lot of board games. I belong to a board game league. There um, you go, and you're kicking pretty good butt in it. I'm currently in first place, yes. <laughs> uh, at this very second. I do not foresee that lasting. Um, You'll probably win, though. Ah, details. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but... Um, so yeah, that's what I, I do for funsies. Cool. All right. Next one. What got you playing D and D? Um. So I started playing in college. Um. Actually played the very first time I ever played was online. Um. And in pre-COVID times, that was not fun. We were playing on like Google Chat or something like that. Oof. Um. And the map was like a Google Excel doc. Oof. Um. But that was my first exposure to it. Um. It was my roommate and a couple of our friends from high school. Um, and so that was just, she was kind of like teaching me as I sat on our beds together. Um, so yeah, that was that was the first experience. And uh, I think in that game, um, before I really even ever understood what was happening, the DM said, you know, you come to a fork in the road, what do you do? Um, and <laughs> another player said, I pick it up. And uh, uh, that was, I, I still subscribe to playing D&D that way. Uh, it's a good way though. Today, yeah, that was very, very crucial. So uh, Austin LeMaster, top tier in uh, influencing my, my way of playing D&D. Cool. 
Cool. Next question. What is your favorite D&D memory? If it's the fork in the road, that's still a good one. Uh, yeah. Um, so I think I have several. Um, but I think the best one is probably, like, so we added my sister to our campaign mm -hmm. six months ago. Um, six months ago? Maggie, give yeah. us a shout out. Hey! <laughs> um, and so adding her has been a, a delight. And I think my favorite memory is just that, like, there was just one instance where you and I had been discussing, like, how your character reacts to certain things. Mm. And she, <laughs> in the middle of a session, she pointed out something. And I remember just both you and I were staring at each other from across the table, like, wow. Yeah. And, like, so, like, anytime, Maggie's done that several times. If you're on TikTok, she's also responsible for a very funny Wackus Bonkus reference. So, basically, <laughs> anything that comes out of my sister's mouth that is unexpected, because they are always exceptionally well-timed, exceptionally funny. Um, yeah, this has all been in the last six months. Are you just being nice because she's sitting here? No, that was her actual answer on the last question too. Ian's like throwing in funny laugh tracks because I've already did, done this part of the yeah. interview. Yeah, <laughs> I'm over here staring daggers at Maggie because yeah. everyone's in the same room. I'm like, this is true. Yeah, <laughs> I'd, already, I'd already recorded this part. We're just doing a do-over with better audio. Yeah. <laughs> you can cut that whole section. No, it's going to be perfect. Uh, we're not going for professionalism. We're going for fun. And that was fun. Uh, so now we're getting into the nitty gritty of everything. And that is uh, give us as much backstory and tell us a bit about your character that you will be playing. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, as the uh, two-page, single-space, very tiny font document that I sent you, I'm all about backstory. <laughs> um, so I am playing a Captain... Jack Barter de Lyrander? I think Lyrander? that's what we're going to go with. Yeah, yeah I'm unclear. There's a, there's a lot of wise weirdness in there. So it's a lot of vowels. A lot, of vowels. a lot of vowels. I think it's de Lyrander. Um, so, um, yes, Captain Barter uh, is a half-elf. Um, technically a bard class, so I'm be playing a bard. Um, but I'm playing a competent bard, a uh, not- Overly, I'm gonna seduce the world bard. Um, Which is outlawed for my game, because it was already like I was on the fence of adding bards because I was worried about a particular player trying to sleep their way through the world. You just keep reading your book, David. Uh, but your your bard's gonna be great. Yes, uh, so I think bards have a lot more potential than just that very cliche, like, I'm gonna sleep with everything. Um, so I'm actually playing um, a bard that instead of having, like they have some musical talent, but it's mostly a, um, basically they're like a great orator. Um, mm -hmm. They give speeches, you know, that inspire people um, a little bit more that style than like, I sing and do bardic inspiration that way. Um, so yeah, so uh, Captain Barter is the captain of an airship. Um, an elemental airship. Well, they were a captain of an elemental airship. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's kind of where our campaign's starting. They had been a captain of the airship for quite some time, many, many years. Um, they are from a dragon-marked house, which you can go over more in detail if you want, but they're from um, House Lyrander, which is the mark of the storm. Um, that house is also responsible for basically the economy. Um, of the continent. Um, so they're very well liked. A lot of that economy is run off of airships. So Jack has a lot of experience doing that nonsense. Um, they also have 
a partner and a daughter. Uh, partner's name is Quinn Davy. Uh, Quinn is a uh, mage rake that builds and repairs airships, which is how they met. They're very devoted to each other, hence the no no seduction um, aspect of the bard. Very devoted to their partnership. And much to your house's disgruntledness. Oh yes, much to my house's disgruntledness. Yeah. I should say that. But yeah, so um, where was I? Oh, uh, Jack is a uh, half elf, and their partner is human. Historically. Uh, this house had outlawed, like it was actually legal for half-elves to marry outside of their race. Um, hence the reason Jack and Quinn are not married, they're partners, and um, they do have a biological daughter together named um, Boudica, Boo for short. Um, yep, uh, she's 12, um, so and that's like critical to part of their backstory is the relationship that Jack has with um, their partner and daughter. Um, yeah. Yeah, so as your character is like the first character I got as a complete backstory that has so much ammunition I can use against them. Because first of all, I think in the turns how these interviews are going to come out, you're going to be the first character we now know for certain has a dragon mark, which yes. in the world of Eberron means you are part of this draconic prophecy, which has been studied over and, uh, theorized over for eons and eons and eons of what it truly means. The landscape even can sometimes, or the landscape mostly, and it was the first thing that showed these dragon marks. So in terms of the world, you are an important person. Yes. Uh, you, so you have that. You have uh, the house that, in theory, uh, we, we went over it, and you're not with right now, but at the same time, you're not, like... I am yes. So I, I have I was raised in the house. I my job, my everything was tied to the house. Um, I as I said previously, they mm -hmm. were an airship captain, basically since they were thirteen. Mm -hmm. um, but the relationship with the house is tenuous because of, of my my partner and my my daughter. My daughter is a half elf, and at twelve, um, dragon marks have a tendency to appear in adolescence. Mm -hmm. So Boo is on the cusp of maybe or maybe not having a dragon mark um so you're doing some controversial stuff in yes. regards of their house alliance and now they're kind of just keeping you around they're keeping yes they're keeping jack around basically because of the potential for my child to also present a dragon mark at which point they would my daughter would be sucked into house politics mm -hmm. um and jack has basically said absolutely not like mm -hmm. there is no way i'm gonna let you do that with boo the way you did with me um jack was basically like taken from their mother um, mm -hmm. when they presented a dragon mark at 13. Um, so I have no idea what happened to their mom um, because their mom was not dragon marked and not part of the house. Mm -hmm. um, and I won't touch that at all. Yeah, of course not. No, of course I would not. Never, um, never bring up hardships. Yes. So um, yeah, Jack has no idea what happened to their mom um, and does not want the same instance to happen with their daughter um, and have their daughter ripped away from, you know, their family basically so because while they are not married they're still a family and the only reason they didn't marry Quinn and Jack did not marry is because they were trying to avoid some of the the conflict that that would have resulted from a half elf and a human being married mm -hmm. um, within their house so you have that going for you as like your job stress yes and now your passion project in the game is you are currently looking to engage in politics correct so um in you can tell as much about that yes, as you want. Yes, and basically, um, 
Jack and Quinn have agreed that they need to leave, they need to remove themselves from house politics for the sake of their daughter. Um, and so they are attempting to move to Sharn. Um, their homeland is originally in Stormholm, which is the base of House Lyrander. It's where all the airships come in and out of yada yada. Um, they're trying to leave um, and establish themselves in Sharn, um, better place for their daughter to grow up and be away from politics and live the life that she wants. Um, and in doing so, Captain Jack Barter has lost their status as captain. They're no longer, um, they're basically politicked by the house out of that position. Um, and so um, Jack has been around Sharn constantly, um, running, is part of the shipping industry. They're in and out of Sharn and the upper levels of Sharn. And so you're going frequently. from, you're now going from more or less the politics of houses. And House politics, stuff. yes. And now you're trying to actually get into Sharn. Real Sharn politics. politics, yes. So the, the plan, uh, Jack's, Jack's plan, um, <laughs> now that they're no longer a captain, is to use all of the relations they've made over the years um, and some of the some of the, the goodwill that House Slayerander has um, to run for office, to run for counselor, a position on the council that governs Sharn. Um, on top of that, like coming in and out of this wealthier district, Jack's seen some trash. <laughs> they've seen some. They've seen some <laughs> of the corruption that's happening in the upper levels mm -hmm. of Sharn and thinks that that's not okay. Um, the money manipulation, things like that. Don't like it. So that's their political motive of like, I would like to better Shard. But their personal motive is I need to get my partner and daughter mm -hmm. out of Stormhome. So for some of the veteran uh, players of Eberron, they they should know that houses and their house members, especially the dragon marked ones, usually are not allowed in political positions. Once we start playing, that should be revealed. It will be revealed of why Caitlyn's character, Jack, is gonna be able to do that. So it's gonna be a cool thing. And the other cool thing was, uh, for anyone who's not a veteran of Eberron, who's never DM'd or anything, uh, the number of notes I've had to take on your character in specific now because of the political thing they want to get into, I have bookmarked, caddy-marked, uh, rewrote paragraphs from four or five different books, and I keep finding more. Because I have to not know, not now I not only have to know the pol uh, political system, I have to know who's in it, what their goals are, what district they're from, so I know what's going on there, so I can know their goals. It's been a lot. So uh, you better have fun, damn it. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, running running for political office and trying to make Sharn a, a better place for everybody, but also personal goals of mm -hmm. protecting my family um, and my partner and my daughter. Um, so good times to be had by all. Um, so, yeah, the politician kind of fits with the bard and you know, inspiring speeches and things like that. Um, I should say that I'm running a bard from the College of Whispers. So currently, uh, Captain Jack Barter thinks that they are lawful good. Thanks. I'm a politician. I think I, I, think I am lawful good. Um, and I should also note, I have a long speech that we could get to my, my, my political campaign. Let's save that for the game, it's I think, because I think yes. it would be fun to make all the other players sit through it, too. Oh, good. What a delight. It's going to be great. <laughs> Everybody is going to hate me by the end of this campaign. I can guarantee it. It's Nobody gonna... likes a politician. I think I think everyone's going to like your character, but we'll see. All right. Caitlin. Yes. What did I just slide in front of you? Oh, some very pretty dice. Yeah, they are. Oh, and very sharp dice. Yes, they are. They are very pointy dice. 
Go ahead and roll all three of those for me. Uh, What's the total? Oh, math? Oh, man. Um, 86. 86. Caitlin, from the list of 150 first date questions, oh, so no. the players can get to know you. Or Excellent. Can, yeah. <laughs> what measures would you take as a CEO in an Apple Incorporated company? I swear God, that's the answer. Or the question that you rolled. Apple is in like Macintosh? Apple is in Macintosh. What action would I take if I was run? If, if, if I you was ran of apparently Apple. a CEO in Apple. Oh man, yikes. Um, I would quit. <laughs> <laughs> Just get out while you can, take Oy. the check, yeah. I do not. Uh, <laughs> for somebody who's playing a politician, I do not. My, my boss yeah. will vouch for this. I do not do office politics <laughs> at all, at all. Um, oh man, that's great. I am a graphic designer by trade. I work exclusively on Apple devices um, just because they're excellent for graphic design work. Great products. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> great products. They're acceptable for get, work. You're too high but, up in that company. You got to just bail. You know. Uh, <laughs> yes. I'm on the... I, I will reach a certain oh, level of corporate grossness. I will never achieve CEO corporate level oh, of grossness. Man. That's awesome. That's a great answer. I, I would quit. That's awesome. Okay. Do it again. No, I <laughs> Um, ooh, that one's not as good. Um, 22. 22. This one's not bad. Hey, that's how it starts. Which music artists inspire you? Oh, that's a good question. That's for not Um, so... I should say, so part of the reason I was playing a bard originally um, is like, I am a musician, not like in a, not in the like cool hip sense. <laughs> in, in the, um, I have through concert band and orchestrally played French horn for 16, 17 years now. So I'm a French horn player for funsies and semi-seriously, but not professionally in any capacity. Um, enough that I've played with the current band that I belong to at uh, Music Hall. There you in go. Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, so, like, we don't suck either. I see. I've seen your videos. Yeah, we don't suck either. Um, so, I do listen to a lot of like soundtracks, for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. uh, David's actually experienced this in my car. I, <laughs> I have a, a "Songs to Feel Better" soundtrack that is only exceptional soundtracks <laughs> that have excellent French horn parts. For those that are not as musically inclined, anytime you listen to a soundtrack and you get that like, um that high feeling of like epicness and awesomeness, French horn line, the French, the French <laughs> horns get. So we're talking test drive from How to Train Your Dragon. Um, like just that <laughs> awesome feeling. So I listen to that a lot, but like usually when I'm looking for inspiration, I guess was the mm -hmm. original thing, that soundtrack. So yeah, it's um, anything John Williams has touched. Just hand, John Williams uses a lot of French horn. Okay. Um, and most soundtracks that have that that epic horn line i'm trying to think of what else is on there there's a lot of stuff from how to train your dragon a lot of stuff from sinbad the animated Ooh, one yeah those are good the uh syracuse in particular so yeah they all most soundtracks have a pretty epic french horn line and i pick like that there's best. one from sinbad that i know exactly i think you're thinking of mm -hmm. because it's the only sinbad song i have on my spotify yes um so yeah so a bunch of those it's good. That's my, my inspiration list. It's, it's largely orchestral and soundtrack in, in nature. Perfect. 
Yeah. We'll get on to my last and final question, which is also my favorite. Caitlin, if you had to give yourself, your real person, your D&D stats, what are they? Aces. Aces across the board? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I, I had talked to Maggie before this. Um, so... Originally, I'm going to say I had uh, plus two probably to dex. I do I do a lot of things that are rather dexterous. Rock climbing, mm -hmm. paddleboarding, things like that that require dexterity. Um, a lot of those things also require strength. So probably just a plus one to strength. I've put on a lot of upper body muscle in the last year or so because of these Caitlin's activities. Strong. Not quite. I'm not You're Ben. You're not as strong as Ben? I'm, I, no, I'm also <laughs> like a foot and a half. To, for the record, I am a foot and a half shorter than Ben, basically. Ever, listeners, I would have assumed more. Listen, listeners, I want you to know that I am the shortest member of this party in real life. Yeah. I am only like 5'3", so everybody is taller than me. We have, it is it is painful for me to stand in a group and speak because I have to constantly crane my neck when I'm talking to everybody else <laughs> that's over six feet. Um, me, Chase, Ben, and Hannah are all over six feet. Oh, David, sorry. David, too. Uh... The yeah. only two people that I can talk at sort of an eye level with are my sister and Darcy. They're the same height, but they're both still like <laughs> taller than me. Um, so yeah, so when I say strength, it's relative. It's relative. I am stronger. <laughs> I am strong for me in like a, a I rock climb kind of way, as opposed to <laughs> I lift trucks for a living kind of way like Ben. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so probably <laughs> plus, plus two to dex, plus one to, to strength. Um, my, uh, I would say I'm, I think my sister gave this same answer. So, um, our mother is a teacher, so education mm -hmm. was highly important. So I'd give it plus two to intelligence, uh, zero to wisdom, high, <laughs> high, high book smarts. I, no, I would, I would argue you get a plus one in wisdom too. I eh, think I, low, street smarts, not so good. I'll give you advantage in wisdom checks. How's that? Maybe not a plus one. Uh, yeah. Plus, plus two to intelligence, <laughs> zero on wisdom. Um, I was like, Constitution's my dump stat. I'm sure, I'm certain of that. Uh, yeah. I am injured a lot. <laughs> I've broken my knee three or four times. My <laughs> neck was, I, Constitution, oh, yeah. con, I, I, yes, Constitution is my dump stat. Okay. For sure. For Gonna sure. be a negative two. Maybe more. <laughs> um, and I made this okay. joke before, charisma, based on my recent dating history, should be like a negative ten. <laughs> um. So we're gonna put it at a neutral zero, but yeah, given given the last several years, charisma's not great either. You could have a decent charisma check, which I think is fair. I think you're a pretty charismatic person. We could it, it circumstantially, you probably just have disadvantage when it comes to anyone you're looking to date. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think that's fair. I think you have a decent, like a plus one at least. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like everyone in our group has a decent charisma. We're all pretty likable. Cool. I think. We'll do a plus one to charisma yeah. then. Except maybe Darcy. What? Nothing. Yep. Plus, plus one to charisma, but definitely rolling at disadvantage. 24-7. Uh, cool. So we got your strength, your dex, your con, your wisdom, your intelligence. And you, uh, did I say charisma already? Yeah. Okay. We got them all. Yeah. Sounds cool. about right. So other than that, uh, I think that's all I got. Alrighty. So I think this interview's too close. Thank you for taking your time and doing this real quick. Uh, the dogs are fighting and it's adorable. Uh, and hopefully we can get this uploaded pretty soon and 
I'm hoping you'll be after your sister, and then after that, we only have a few more players left. In case it's pertinent to uh, listeners, I am, in fact, five years older than my sister. <laughs> I'm sure that'll be relevant at some point, but... Um... Yeah, Maggie will be playing my political advisor as, as a younger sibling, which feels really authentic <laughs> to real life, where I'm just like, I'm going to do this. And she's like, no, 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 no how, about, how about you don't do that? Uh, so. It'd be really interesting when I go back and listen to Maggie's interview and see what she gave herself for wisdom, because if she's your advisor. It was my dumb stat. <laughs> <laughs>